Welcome to Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by SECCountry.com. My name is Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you today. Thank you for being along. On today's show, we have a lot to get to. Yesterday, it was all about John Ward, and the start of today's show will be as well. If you haven't had a chance to listen to yesterday's show, I hope you'll go back and listen. And If you did, I really appreciate that. It was all about John Ward because he meant so much to so many people associated with Tennessee, Tennessee fans, non-Tennessee fans, SEC football fans who, when their team played Tennessee, they might have come across John Ward on the radio and there was some kind of impact made there. So a couple of stories or thoughts from people who knew John Ward on today's show. Also, we're going to get into recruiting as that's a big focus for Jeremy Pruitt's staff. We'll talk about recruiting and something Jeremy Pruitt said about one of Tennessee's most important players. I'll get to that on today's show as well. It's Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by SEC Country with one week to go, a week from Today will be our last show with SEC Country, and thanks for all the messages. Thanks for all the thoughts on the show, and still trying to figure out, hey, could there be something past June 30th? We'll see, but we'll be here for the next week for sure. And of course, on Thursday, there was so much conversation about John Ward, so it was a a day full of sharing stories and memories and favorite play calls, all of that. And I had a chance to talk to Burt Brittlecamp. He joined us on Sports 180 on WNML. And Burt grew up a Tennessee fan. He grew up listening to John Ward. Then he played at Tennessee. So John Ward's calling games that Burt was playing in. And now Burt is a part of the Vol Network, calling Tennessee basketball games along with Bob Kessling. Burt's also very well known for his signature money. Every time a Tennessee player hits a big three-pointer, you're going to hear that from Burt Bertelkamp. I brought that up to him and said, before money, there was bottom. Law pass into King. King works on Roby, drives past him, little five-footer, bottom! Listen to what Burt Bertelkamp said about bottom from John Ward, his famous basketball call, and the impact that John Ward made. This is Burt Bertelkamp. Bottom was certainly huge, and uh, he, he just bottom the way he said it. Uh, no one, uh, you know, would ever think about trying to trying to duplicate that. But uh, that's what I remember, and I also remember the it's football time in Tennessee, and and just uh, he had such a such a huge role in putting Tennessee on the map all through the years before. You know, we don't have all the media that we didn't have all the media that we have now. We very few games were on TV, and he just really um, him along with Coach Mears just did a tremendous amount. To, to promote Tennessee basketball in particular, but also football. And you can't go anywhere in the southeast without somebody talking about John Ward. I remember listening to him as a kid, and I remember this, and I remember that. I mean, he's, he's just got a long, long list of followers. And um, even even though he hadn't called games in you know almost 20 years, uh, he's a household name with a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. Think about that from Burt Bertelkamp. 20 years, it's been that long since John Ward was calling games, and still today, he's a very well-known name, and his calls are very much remembered. And to help remember John Ward, I also had a chance to talk to Ryan McGee, who now writes for ESPN. You'll see him on ESPN and uh, hear him on ESPN Radio. And he's an alum of the University of Tennessee and had a chance to work a little bit with John Ward when he was in Knoxville. This is what Ryan McGee said about what Thursday was like for people to share stories and memories and and message each other, thinking back to their favorite times, hearing John Ward and his calls. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and what's been the coolest thing is, you know, at ESPN, we have so many employees 
who are alums of SEC schools, and we all have a really fun time in meetings, you know, jabbing one another. You know, Chris Lowe and I are co-workers, and, and then, you know, Mark Slayball sitting in a room with us, and, and Ivan Mazel, who, who went to Stanford but has deep Alabama ties, and we have the greatest time. But then what we all agree on is even if you grew up hating Georgia, you love Larry Munson. And even if you grew up hating Tennessee, you love John Ward. Even if the words that they said might have might have pierced your heart sometimes because of the play that they were calling, it's just we're all fortunate to have grown up at a time where we had these iconic voices at these schools. And, and John, of course, is you know right on the Mount Rushmore. No doubt about it. John Ward is up there with the greatest of all time. He will certainly be missed. But I do think over the last day or so, and still still coming up. A lot of people have gone back and tried to find their favorite plays. And you can do that on YouTube. You might have a DVD. You might have a VHS if you can plug that in somewhere to watch it. And go back and and experience those and enjoy. And if you have some younger people in your family, friends, whatever the case might be, that they haven't heard John Ward calls, make sure they hear them because there was no one better than John Ward. This is Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by SECCountry.com. And I do want to move the conversation back to Tennessee's football team and program with what's going on right now. Jeremy Pruitt was a guest on the show Three Man Front on WJOX down in Birmingham. Trey Smith was the last subject of the interview. Before they closed things out, Cole Kubelik asked Jeremy Pruitt about scouting and looking at Trey Smith, what he's been able to do on the field so far and what he could mean for Tennessee. And listen to what Jeremy Pruitt said. Listen to what he says at the end of the answer. Well, you know, we recruited him out of high school. Um, so I was familiar with him there. I know he was high on our list. The fact that he played multiple positions as a true freshman, you know, and he played it well, um, says a lot for him and, you know, football's important to him, and he's a smart guy and good competitor, and uh, we'll be excited to get him back out on the field this fall. Jeremy Pruitt said Tennessee will be excited to get Trey Smith back out on the field this fall. There was no if in that comment. It wasn't, we'll be excited if he's able to come back and play football. That was, we'll be excited to have him back on the field. Now, that is not a definite statement. That is not any kind of confirmation of clearance for Trey Smith, as he did not participate in the spring. That is an indication of confidence that he would be out there, I would think. I thought it's interesting that Trey's been a part of at least one promotional video that Tennessee's put out And I think Trey has at least expressed privately confidence that he will be cleared and be ready to go in August and then September when the season begins. I think everybody also recognizes that Trey Smith makes a big difference in what Tennessee's football team could be. Trey Smith is Tennessee's best player, I think, coming back. That could change. Maybe somebody like Nigel Warrior steps up and has a huge season. But based on last year, based on what is returning, based on projected talent, Trey Smith would be Tennessee's top player. He's the one that's receiving all SEC and all America honors heading into the year. I saw Matt Hinton, a longtime college football writer, release his top 100 players in the country list, and he put Trey Smith at number 68 overall. That's regardless of position, has Trey Smith as one of the top 100 players, one of the top 70 players in all of college football. Trey Smith being out there, especially when you think about Brandon Kennedy now arriving at Tennessee could really change 
the conversation about Tennessee's offensive line, what the Vols could be on the offensive side. Now, you still need that chemistry to come together. You still need the guys to be in the right places. But if Trey Smith is out there, obviously, Tennessee's offensive line has a chance to be much better. So very interesting, I thought, that Jeremy Pruitt expressed confidence and optimism about Trey Smith being on the field this upcoming fall. This is Rocky Talk, the Tennessee podcast presented by seccountry.com. I want to move the conversation to the recruiting side of things. That's a big focus for Tennessee staff. And we're going to talk about a few players that we've covered here on the show previously, starting with offensive lineman Darnell Wright. I want to welcome to the show Adam Friedman with Rivals.com, covers the mid-Atlantic area in recruiting. Adam, thanks so much for the time. Why don't we start there? What are you hearing about offensive lineman Darnell Wright, who you wrote a story on earlier this week, did an interview with him? Where do things stand with Tennessee and then overall with Darnell Wright from Huntington, West Virginia? Well, Darnell's been kind of taking it easy from the recruiting stuff um, over the past few months. Um, I would say really since uh, the Army All-American Combine in January. Um, but he has taken a few visits here and there. Tennessee's gotten him on campus. Alabama has. Um, most recently, it was uh, the University of North Carolina over the past, this past weekend for their annual freak show camp. Um, and, and I got to talk to him a little bit about his thoughts on all of these schools, really. Um, North Carolina is doing a good job making sure that they keep those relationships that he has there front and center. But Tennessee has done a phenomenal job with him, even even back with the old staff, uh, of making him feel comfortable on campus. And the way that the Vols have been recruiting right now has certainly held his attention and those and those relationships have continued to get stronger as the months go on. Um, I, asked him, I asked him specifically about what he thought of Wanya Morris, you know, the five-star offensive lineman that is committed to uh, the Vols right now. And he, he doesn't have a really strong relationship with him, but he did mention that um, you know, he thinks he's a funny guy and he thinks it'd be kind of cool if you know they were playing on one each, each of them had one end of the offensive line whether it be left or right for uh, Darnell or, or and Wani on the other side he thinks that would be pretty cool um, but you know he was non-committal about it uh, um, and he did say that though he, he will make it up to Knoxville again uh, this off season I would assume it'd be sometime in July. Um, you know, Clemson is in line to get a visit possibly at the end of this month, and, and more than likely it'll be then uh, Georgia in the mix as well. Um, so you know, this recruitment is not not close to being over. I would think it'll stretch into the season and probably closer to January, maybe even National Signing Day in February. But um, I really think that he'll uh, he'll keep things on an even keel between now and then. Do you think it's also uh, a long game to play with Quiveris Crouch, the talented athlete from Charlotte, North Carolina? And, and where does Tennessee stand, as best you can tell, with uh, Quiveris, who just visited Knoxville just a few days ago? Yeah, I mean, those relationships there are strong as well. Um, he really likes what those coaches have been telling him and how he would fit into the scheme that they've been telling him about. Now, he's really looking forward to seeing how Tennessee plays this year, what their scheme is like, and how they adjust uh, when faced with some adversity uh, during the season. That's going to be very telling for Favaris, and um, you know that will dictate how interested he is in the Vols going forward. Um, again, I don't expect a quick decision from him. You know, Michigan getting another visit this uh, this past weekend as well. Um, you know, they hadn't hosted him for quite a while, so that was big for the Wolverines. Um, Clemson, Florida State, South Carolina, 
very much in the mix there as well. I'd keep an eye on Florida State when it comes to Kavaris. They made a huge impression on him uh, when he visited for their spring game, I believe it was. Um, and he's close friends with uh, the Florida State quarterback commit Sam Howell, a rival uh, four-star player. And um, you know, I think that, again, this is, is, a decision is not close, so we're going to have to keep an eye on um, what his decision-making process is going to look like as we get into the season. Talking to Adam Friedman with Rivals.com, what have you been able to tell to this point, Adam, about how uh, Tennessee's coaching staff has been received, especially with uh, a lot of the guys that you're covering more closely, but how Jeremy Pruitt and his staff have been received on the recruiting trail to this point? Well, they're a really energetic bunch. I mean, they, they made their way all over my region um, during this, uh, this evaluation period. I think um, all of the players and coaches were excited to meet these guys, and I didn't hear really any bad reviews from these, these players or coaches about their interactions with the New Tennessee staff. Um, they like the energy. They like what their plan is at Tennessee. And they're, they're pretty much just, just likable guys that, um, that these players and coaches in my region are excited to, to really see how they do moving forward. Yeah, and you know, it's you're covering what is such a, I would say, very competitive area where so many different schools are trying to come in. You're in the Mid Atlantic recruiting area and a big ACC area, but the SEC, Alabama is trying to go up and get those players. Florida schools are trying to go up there, as you kind of alluded to there a moment ago. So, uh, the, what what is it like in those states? In uh, North Carolina, the Carolinas that you can tell, uh, Pennsylvania, the, those areas where you have talent rich areas. You go to Pennsylvania, you have the Big Ten coming in as well, of course. Yeah, and, and, you know, Penn State's doing a great job in Virginia as well. So, you know, Tennessee's, you know, it's not going to be a walk in the park for them to come into the Mid-Atlantic and Northeast to really get anybody they want. There is some stiff competition. And, and, and as we look to the 2020 class, most of these top recruits, the top 40 or 50 in the Mid-Atlantic, are national-level recruits. They have, they have offers from, you know, ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, and SEC schools. Um, I really think that Tennessee's done a good job, though, of, again, building those relationships and making sure that they have a foot in the door with these guys. And if they want to really step up their efforts on some of them, they're in good position to do so. What can you I tell? Mean, just, just recently, we, uh, yeah. we saw, you know, actually today, um, a rival 250 defensive lineman from the East Coast of Maryland, Dominic Bailey, will be, he told us that he'd be visiting Knoxville, um, and I think it'd be this weekend or next weekend. Um, so, you know, these guys are all over the place in the Mid-Atlantic, and Tennessee isn't, isn't missing many of them. Well, and a big part of it, wouldn't you say, is this is a, a very important evaluation time where you have guys that are visiting unofficially, you have camps. How much does that play a role? And coaches as well as players are trying to get a feel for one side and the other. Yeah, I mean, everybody's taking advantage of the, the uh, current recruiting landscape, if you will, their ability to uh, visit as many schools as they want to during this time period, whether it be for camps or unofficial visits that they set up. Uh, and coaches want to see as many as they can, in particular those coaching staff that are new, like Tennessee's. They want to see as many guys as they can in person. They have that infrastructure set up to where they can make a really strong impression on these guys. Adam Friedman, Rivals.com. Uh, Adam, just a, a couple other guys I want to ask you about just see where things stand. Uh, Brendan Clark, a quarterback who had been committed to Wake Forest. Tennessee's still looking at that position, but a number of schools looking at Brendan Clark now that he's back out on the market. W where do things stand with him right now? Well, Clemson was a big school for him even while he was committed 
to Wake Forest. Now he he officially opened up his recruitment again, and Notre Dame you know has has really put him put on uh you know put on uh, the full full court press if you will, and uh, he took an uh, an official visit up there. Uh, a couple, I guess it was uh, last weekend or two weekends ago, and uh, you know the Fighting Irish are in great position right now. Tennessee has been all over him, but Tennessee's on a lot of different quarterbacks right now. Uh, Clark seems to be zeroing in on Notre Dame and uh, Clemson. Uh, Tennessee's in the mix as well. He just took an unofficial visit to North Carolina. Virginia Tech is hanging around there as well. Um, it's it's going to be interesting, interesting to see what he does when you know coming up with his decision date on July 4th. If I had to guess right now, I feel like it would be Notre Dame. But again, there is time between now and his decision date for things to change. And then, what is the latest with cornerback Tyus Fields from Charlotte, North Carolina? The Vols seemed like they were about to get a commitment about a month ago, I would say. Uh, but then he kind of slowed things down, and he's taken a few more visits. It seems like he's kind of focusing in on making sure he's healthy for the for this rest of the off season, and as we head into the upcoming season. I still feel like Tennessee's in a great spot to land his commitment when he does ramp up his recruitment again, but uh, he has kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. Yeah, position of need there for Tennessee in this class as well uh, at cornerback. You can follow Adam's work at Rivals.com, keeping up with what's going on in recruiting in the Mid-Atlantic area, and you can follow him on Twitter at Rivals Friedman. Hey, Adam, uh, really great information. Thanks so much for helping us catch up on a number of players in the 2019 class, and hope we can catch up again sometime soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. He is Adam Friedman of Rivals.com. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening each and every day. We're talking about what's going on with Tennessee and Willigan each day next week. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward if you'd like to follow, if you'd like to send me a message about what's going on with Tennessee. I hope you have a great and safe weekend. Thank you for hanging out, and I'll see you on Monday. Oh, no.